Well, let's stay standing and welcome our preacher for this morning. Amazing minister, my favourite. Of course, I have to say that. No, I don't have to say it. But he's my husband. Why don't we welcome Nathan this morning? Thank you very much. Let's just stay standing for a moment. Just close our eyes and turn our attention to to heaven this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence this morning. Pray this morning your spirit comes and breathes through us. We walk out of here different, refreshed, revived, alive. Pray you make our hearts open to your word. Open us up to your spirit this morning. to encounter you in in ways that we haven't before or haven't for a long time. just want you to take a moment to reflect on the encounters you have had with the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. Just think back to those moments. When did you encounter God's grace, God's love? When did you encounter his his power, his miracles working in your life? When did you encounter his peace? came and washed and took everything away. So think back to those moments. Holy Spirit, come breathe this morning, we pray. We're expectant for you to move this morning, God. They're expectant for miracles to happen this morning. They're expectant for transformation. You come and work in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. As you take your seats this morning, just touch your neighbor, tell them you're expectant this morning. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
I love that song. It's a, a slightly semi-retro flashback song. Just, <laughs> given the theme of what we're talking about at the moment, uh, it was a special request, because it, it's, it's all it's around Ezekiel 37, the, the Valley of Dry Bones. And uh, Chris started us off last week with that, the breath of God. And he was talking about dry bones and... And I just thought it'd be really good to kind of bring that song back. We did it three or four years ago. And just sometimes there's, there's songs that just really speak about a certain thing. And uh, it was cool. Who, who enjoyed singing that one and kind of going back a little bit? Let's uh, turn to Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 10, uh, reading from the NIV version. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. So the the theme we're talking about at the moment is breath of God, and I want to focus on this passage particularly, and the word breath and, and what the breath of God actually means for us. And, and when I'm talking about breath, I'm talking about the, the Holy Spirit of God and, and, and there's this whole uh, characteristic aspect of the Spirit of God, which is he is human. He is, he is God as a man and there's the, the human side, the, the compassionate, uh, but I'm not really going to be talking about that part today. That's that's a whole 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 other topic. But I just want to say up front that totally believe that, and we will uh, tackle that some other some other time. But I want to focus on the aspect of the Holy Spirit that is breath, as mentioned in Ezekiel 37. Interestingly, I mentioned as the Holy Spirit is man and and, and breath in in the Hebrew Bible, the Hebrew word for breath is talked about here as this is the original language uh, that this part of the Bible Ezekiel was written in or all of the Old Testament was written in Hebrew for the Jewish people. The word that they use for breath 
or the Spirit of God is Ruach. Now, forgive me if anyone's got any Jewish heritage. My pronunciation might not quite be 100% there, but uh, it can be spelt in English. There's a couple of variations of the spelling, but Ruach. There's a slight bit of a in there. Ruach. Just to turn to your neighbor and say, Ruach. And if you can read Hebrew, that's the Hebrew uh, version of it at the bottom of the screen, the Hebrew characters for it. So we're, we're talking about Ezekiel 37, and it's, it's one of my favorite passages. So I, I love I, so much about it. I've heard so many messages about it. I think I've kind of mentioned it in preachers maybe a couple of times, but never really dug into the, the breath aspect and what that means and Ruach as mentioned and whenever it says that the hand of the Lord was on me and the spirit of the Lord set me in the middle of the valley that's saying Ruach set me in the middle of the valley and when he's talking about breath Ruach is the same word that is used for wind it's the same word that is used for air same word that is used for breath same word that is used for spirit so we've, in, in, over the course of time and change of languages, we have these quite separate definitions for uh, as much as when we're talking about breathing, we talk about we breathe in air and we breathe out breath. In the Hebrew language, it's just all the same thing. We breathe in ruach, we breathe out ruach. There's, there's no, it's all very much interconnected. We, with our, our language and over time, we've created these uh, separations. Because, see, the, as the wind goes by, we don't just kind of breathe in this isolated pocket of air. If we're in a windy place, we're actually breathing in wind and breathing out breath. So we've created these, we kind of create these little boxes but it's quite important to understand in, in the meaning of this the passage and just to give it a bit more uh, purpose and un understanding behind it. It's all very much just the same thing. We have a, a, a Western or a modern mindset of uh, there's intellect behind it and everything has, has its place and definition and, and meaning and we can explain it all. But the definition for Ruach is God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates everything. Which is really fascinating. So we are breathing in God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates everything. The breath of life is uh, talked about in Genesis 2 when God breathed into man, Adam. At that point, he was just flesh and bones and a, and a body. He was not moving. He was not alive. He was not anything other than something that was formed out of clay and was, was flesh. There was no life until God breathed in him. He put Ruach, God's invisible personal presence that animates things. And then Adam breathes and there's life. God's presence animates us. It should animate us. Just by the mere fact we're here, it has animated us. And we can take that a bit further. And when the more we have of his spirit, the more animated we can be. But just at a very basic level, 
God gave us the gift of life, the breath of life, and that is how us and every living being exists. It comes from a time and a place and a language that was, is a bit more uh, mystical than what we might have in our kind of 21st century thinking. As I said, everything was more interconnected. It was all part of this bigger theme. It wasn't so isolated and, and, and in a box. Because we now have science, and science is, is wonderful. And it is. We've got modern medicine. We've got all, all sorts of great things. But sometimes when we apply science and scientific and logical thinking, we can kind of separate it and put it, oh, that's the place where that belongs, rather than kind of being open and changing our perspective and worldview and just to kind of think maybe there's, a, maybe there's more to this that I need to be aware of. So ruach is it's wind, it's breath, it's spirit. But here in 2017, I can stand here and say from uh, what I know about wind and a bit of high school science combined with watching news and the weather and, and uh, reports over time, I can stand here and hopefully correctly say that wind is formed by the rotation of the earth, changes in temperature according to the sun, and, and as there's rotations and changes in air pressure and temperatures of the air, the air moves, and as the earth spins, then that creates weather patterns, and they sort of rotate around in different hemispheres and different directions, and the wind goes, and all of that creates movement of weather patterns, which creates wind. We can explain it. We know the cause and the effect. We know the air, what we breathe in. I think it's something like, this is going back to high school science again. I've got a, a lot to blame for high school science. I think it's 21% oxygen, is that right? Anyone else out there remember? That's like, I think that's probably the only, thing, the only other thing I remember from high school science. I think the, the air that we breathe that exists around us, we, it's not 100% oxygen that we're breathing, but we, we, breathe, we breathe it in and we know that we breathe it in because our bodies need oxygen, our lungs take in the oxygen to transfer it to the blood because then the blood carries the oxygen around and that helps our bodies. We don't exactly know every single reason why exactly. Maybe you haven't thought about that in years. But just because you haven't thought about it in years doesn't mean you're not alive. You don't have to think about it. It just happens. It's the breath of life. It's the gift of life that God gave us. We, we have science that can help explain the cause and effect and why we need it, but we didn't know we needed it. When we were born, there was probably crying about the same time, but breath comes into our lungs. We didn't breathe before that point. And then as we're born, we breathe in our first breath. And when we die, we will breathe out our last. It's the gift of life. It's the breath of life. Ecclesiastes 12.7 talks about this. It says, And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. What it's referring to, and the dust returns to the ground it came from, we are the dust. As, as is often said in, in funerals, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So we, we, we come from the earth, 
we return to the ground we came from. Talking about life cycle. And the spirit, the Ruach, returns to the God who gave it. The Ruach, the breath, the spirit, the air, the wind, returns to the God who gave it. The Bible tells us that God gave us our breath, our life. Job 34, 14 to 15. If it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. It's talking, Job talking about God. He said, if it were God's intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, there it uses the two words, all humanity would perish and mankind would return to the dust. I'm going somewhere with this. Hopefully the connection works. But these two verses are saying if God withdrew his breath, his presence, his spirit, we would cease to exist. Or that's what happens when we die. We, we get the breath of life when we're born and when we breathe out our last, it returns to God. It was God's to give it's God's take back. and We have science. We can explain oxygen and all of that. But the breath of life, even if you come to think it through all scientifically and logically and all the, the cause and effect, we still need it. It still exists. Even if we don't think about it, don't understand it, even people that don't have scientific knowledge and background still breathe, still have the breath of life. Even animals that don't understand it still breathe. The trees out in the street. I remember as a as a kid, I, living in Christchurch, we, uh, a house uh, during this period of childhood backed onto a park, and this park was in a valley, and it got quite windy as the wind swept down the valley, and very cold. But I, I remember I've got this kind of strange memory as a kid of trying to think through things. I probably had a little bit too much time on my hands, or actually. We didn't have a TV at the time, so I used to sit and look out the window sometimes. And I remember as a, as a child seeing the trees move. So the trees were moving. It was windy. What came first? Yeah. It's like, it's windy. The trees are moving. Maybe the trees are making the wind. This is like, as a little kid, it's like, hmm, how does this all work? As we now know, that, that's incorrect. The trees move. <laughs> Just to clarify that one, I, I don't, don't think that anymore. <laughs> this is kind of like collective silo. Like, he's, he's, he's not nuts. He, he actually did go to a proper school. But see, ruach, wind, breath, God's invisible. You can't see wind. But we know it exists because we can feel it, but you can't see it. It's his invisible energy and personal presence because God's presence is everywhere. His Holy Spirit is everywhere that animates things. If we did not have winds, the trees would just be trees, just standing there. Maybe growing up, you'd have to stand there for a long time to notice any difference. But as the wind comes through, as creation happens and moves, 
God's personal presence animates those trees, animates the leaves. It might just be a gentle breeze. The, the leaves are just sort of rustling and moving. Maybe it's a gale and the, the trees are sort of bending over. God's personal presence, visible energy, is animating things. Animates plants and trees, animates animals, animates us. It's the breath of God. See, if you scare everyone to... Hold, hold your hand up and put it in front of and just say hello. It's Lucy's favourite word at the moment. If everyone says that, I'm sure she might pipe up. Hello. Do you feel the breath on your hand? You don't even have to be talking very loudly and there's just a little bit of breath. If your hand's out here, you might not feel it, but if you put it right, right in front. Ruach. Spirit, breath, wind. God's personal presence, visible energy that animates things. To animate means Pixar. What does Pixar do? What does Disney do? What, what did Walt Disney do with the original animation, they were drawings that were brought to life. To animate means to bring to life, and that finally gets me to the subtitle of today's message, to bring to life. The presence of God, the breath of God, the wind, the spirit of God is there to animate us. So Ruach, God's energy and personal presence, his spirit, his wind, is there to bring us to life. Is that exciting? I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited about what's to come. Being nervous. say that to scare people because I don't know what's to come to. Um, see, God's spirit, his, his ruach, his, his breath, brings creation and order. It animates things. There's creativity and creation. And th those words, you know, they come from the, the, the same base. Creation and creativity. Animation. God's spirit brings creation and order. Genesis 1, 2 to 3. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God's Spirit, God's Ruach, was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then it goes into the rest of the creation story. The Spirit of God, God's presence, was there right at the start right at the start of everything, and the very next thing that happened was creation. God's Spirit existed, God existed, and the Spirit was hovering over the waters and the deep. Let there be light. The first bit of creation is light, animation. Started bringing things to life.
mentioned already that uh, God's spirit, his ruach, his breath of life brought Adam to life, the first humans. God's spirit, his ruach, his breath brought Jesus back from the dead. So if he can do that, he can do anything. He can bring the first man alive from nothing. And the Bible refers to Jesus as the second Adam. He can bring the second Adam back from the dead, which is pretty incredible. This is the kind of power and invisible energy and presence we're talking about, just to be mystical about it. The Holy Spirit is powerful. God's Spirit can bring life for everything, the first humans and all of creation, and then bring Jesus back to life. And that same spirit is here this morning. God's personal power and presence is here this morning to bring us back to life. So if you feel a little bit dead on the inside, if you've got a a dream that is dead or something that you think cannot be restored, I have news for you. The Bible says very much the opposite. God's ruach, his wind, parted the Red Sea and saved a whole nation of people. In Exodus, it talks about the, I think it was east wind came and blew the seas to the side. So the, the Israelite people, Moses, could, could lead the nation out through the middle of an ocean. His presence delivered a whole nation. That same presence is here this morning for you and me, for us. So going back to Ezekiel 37, halfway through, it says, Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So tell your dry bones to hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you. I will make God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates things enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will put God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates things in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone, and I looked. And tendons of flesh appeared on them, on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Reminds a little bit of the Genesis 2 creation story of Adam. Tendons, flesh, stood no life. There was no breath in them. There was no personal presence of God that animates things in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come God's presence that animates things from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath, God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates things, entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army. My prayer as I was 
uh, preparing this message, part of this, this theme of breath of God. So as we work through this passage and understand God's presence, his power, that this morning there are people in this room that God is bringing back to life. As I mentioned before, maybe there are dreams that have been dead, dismantled. He's going to bring them back to life. Maybe you feel dead on the inside. God can bring you back to life. He can set you free. Use this word to unlock and to set you free from everything that is keeping you down and dead. And from this, he is allowing us to be animated again. His presence come in afresh to revive. See, there's a, a couple of things from this passage is that the bones weren't only just dead. They weren't just recently accrued bones that were still in Marriott uh, High School Science again. <laughs> These were bones that were very dry. Other translations say sun-bleached. or that The point is made that there's absolutely no life, no chance of restoring anything from these bones, long past being useful or being reusable. In, in this time, uh, prophets like Ezekiel, and they, they had um, so, some amazing prophets that did great miracles. And in their history, they might have been aware of a couple of stories of people that are brought back to, to life. But that might have been somebody that died that day or just recently or maybe the, the day before. But this is a whole different paradigm for Ezekiel and, and the Israelites. This is a, a dream he's had, a prophetic dream. And this sort of language, this is not a normal thing for them. They didn't have a concept for it. And as, as we know in the Christian story with Jesus, he, he rose from the dead on the third day. This is like going way, 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 way past that. It's an amazing story and picture of what God can do and his presence can do for us. So what's all that to say? Well, it doesn't matter how far dead the dream is. God can restore it. God can breathe life back into that dream. doesn't matter how far dead somebody tells you it is, how, how far dead the, the medical report says about a situation. doesn't matter what your bosses say. It doesn't matter what the world says about anything, about being, maybe people have said it's hopeless. Just give up. Just give in. It's time to let it pass. It's time to just, just move on. And you look back and, and there it is. It's a pile of bones. It's be, been deconstructed. The, the elements have got to it. I've tore it down. It's just, just there. It, it do, doesn't exist anymore. God says it doesn't matter how far dead it is. He can breathe life back into it. I will make breath into you and you possibly, maybe one day, possibly if things and circumstances line up, might come to life. No, he says, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. There is no possible, there is no maybe about it. There is, in my Kiwi accent, will and will. 
Sometimes I say it Australian, sometimes I say it Kiwi, I'm, I'm confused and I try and say it one way and then it suddenly spits out South African, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I try and compensate one way and then in my brain it actually compensates the reverse, which, yeah, it just, it does, it can go that way. Sorry, Cara. Natalia. It's, so it doesn't matter how far dead the dream is, it might not be a dream, it might be some other situation. It doesn't matter how far removed, how far in the past the thing is that was desired, God says he can bring life. Maybe it doesn't matter how, how far you feel dead on the inside. He says this morning, if you are open to it, if you are willing to receive, he can bring you back to life. See, there are two two halves in this passage or two kind of portions to it. And uh, this question was actually posed in the Connect Notes this week if, if you uh, went through the Breath of God Connect Notes in your Connect group. It says, what is the difference between the first part and the second part? And there weren't any answers provided. They're just conversation starters. And I started to reflect on it and wonder. And, and in the first part, God says, I will make breath come into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover your skin. I will put breath in you. Thinking about it, just with not thinking too much about it, it does sort of sound a little bit in the future. It is a promise, but it sounds a little bit in the future. I will. It's, okay, one day this, this will happen. I thought, so... As Ezekiel prophesied in this dream, he sees the, the, the body, the bones come together. The leg bone connects to the hip bone. Bone connects to the heart bone. I don't remember the rest of the bones. <laughs> the body stand, stands there, but it's still not alive. So what, what, why not? Because he says, I will make breath into you. The bones will come together, the tendons will come together, the flesh will come together, but why was it not alive when he had just prophesied or, or spoken that breath will come into it? God commands him to prophesy to the breath. Prophesy and say to it, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Sometimes things might seem like halfway there. Maybe that, that dream or that situation, is, it's like halfway there. I feel a dreamy song coming on. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I was once in an air band for, for going back a few years and we, we sang Living on a Prayer. Uh, anyway, it, it's, it was glorious. And in the music clip, we have Phil Pringle. True story. True story. It, it, we had a video clip for it. I was, yeah, anyway. Halfway there, living on a prayer. Too many jokes. Yeah, halfway there. Um, not, maybe we're thinking that we've tried and things. The, the restoration, maybe you've heard a word like this before and there is a dream and, and it's, it, it's come part, part way there. But he's saying, 
This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because sometimes we need to step up the anticipation. We need to step up the authority that we stand in because you need to stand up. And maybe there's a situation coming up against you. You need to tell that situation or that, that oppression or that whatever's coming against you. This is what the Sovereign Lord says about this situation. You need to stand on the Word and declare His Word to that situation. Because we can kind of get there and go, oh, yeah, I was down there and I'm kind of like, yeah, feeling better than I was. Feeling better than I was. That, that's, that's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. I'm almost there, but it's better than I was. So maybe I'll just kind of go through life like kind of better than I was, but not quite like completely there. He says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And he speaks the word, says, Come breath, come God's invisible energy and personal presence that animates things and breathe into these slain that they may live. So at that point, the Holy Spirit, the breath comes in and they stand up on their feet, a vast army filling the valley. You might think, oh, why me? I'm not that important. Well, this is a good point that's not mine, but as we, I was talking about the, the, the verse with Carmen this week, it's bouncing, she says, well, it's, it's a cool picture because it says earlier in the verse that Ezekiel was taken to the valley and he was led back and forth amongst the bones. Everybody feeling awkward right now? He's <laughs> led back and forth. He wasn't just standing in one point. Why, why might that be important? Possibly, God is saying to Ezekiel, every single one of these bones matters. It's not just the collective. It's not just the collective of, oh, that's bad, there's death over there. That's like Death Valley. Saying, no, no, these bones and those bones, this dream, that situation, that person... It's all important. Each one represents a story. Each one represents somebody that needs the breath of life in them. If you like that one, you can thank Carmen later. So, the word I have for us this morning is the time is now. The time is now to speak the word, for breath to come in, and for life to be restored. You might have spoken some promises and got halfway there. Well, we're there to get the whole way for life to come in. Maybe you feel like all oh, hope has been gone. Well, Ezekiel 37, 11, the, the next verse, Ezekiel's asking for meaning of this. And, and this passage is talking about the Israelite people who were in their nation and then they were completely removed. The whole nation was uh, removed from where they were living, moved to Babylon. He said, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. And goes on to talk about more. When our hope is gone, we can feel like all life has been removed. We are dead. We are a pile of bones. There's nothing there. 
Maybe you came in this morning and felt like in a situation that all hope is, is gone. I don't, I don't know every situation. I don't know every story represented here. Maybe there's things that you're holding in your heart that you haven't shared with other people and say, I've got no hope for this situation. That was those bones in that valley that God led Ezekiel through to, to see and to understand. And then he was saying, speak the word of the Lord, say breath will come into them. God's invisible energy and personal presence will animate these bones. They will come back to life. And that can be for us this morning. doesn't matter how far removed you think your hope is gone. Can I ask the band to come up, please? In a few moments, we're going to, uh, when we end the service, we're going to sing again. And I'm hoping that through having shared a little bit of the story of the passage that the song was, was based around, that we might be able to bring some, some things to God and maybe some different understanding or just having sat there, maybe nothing I've said has made any sense to you whatsoever, but God's Spirit has been working on you. Maybe His Spirit has just been feeding into you and you feel like you're coming to life. Maybe you felt like all hope is gone and you felt so hopeless coming in this morning that there was nothing going on. You're just going through the motions, but He's saying... I can bring you back to life. He cares about every single bone, every single person represented. First thing I'd like to do this morning is just give people an opportunity to respond or just ask for everyone across the room to close their eyes, please. If there's anyone here this morning that has never responded to relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, and to have his personal presence to walk with you every day. If you haven't made that decision or that or opened yourself up for that and say, yes, that's what I want. I want that relationship with Jesus. I want his presence with me every day. In a moment, I'll give you the opportunity to respond. I'll ask you to raise your hand nice and high. And then as a group, we'd all just like to, to pray together. And uh, somebody would speak to you afterwards about that decision. But possibly there might be people that have made that decision before and felt like the hope was gone Maybe that relationship is broken from your end because it's never been broken from God's end. So maybe somebody would like to recommit to that relationship to open themselves up again and say, I want God's presence with me. I want to reconnect with Jesus that he'll walk with me every day of my life. So maybe if that's, if you're in the, in that position, in a moment, two, together I ask you to raise your hand nice and high. And as a group, would like to all pray together. If there's anybody 
who like to invite Jesus in to receive him, to receive his presence, to walk with you every day. I just ask you to raise your hand nice and high. Something we do every week. We don't want to let the opportunity go by. To walk with him every day. Maybe for the first time, maybe you've done it before. Recommit. Just ask everybody to stand, please. And if you haven't been already, I'd like you to prepare your heart to be responding to what God wants to do this morning. Maybe you feel like your your hope is gone. Your dream is dead. This morning, let's lift those things to heaven. And speak the word of the Lord. Speak breath. Speak his Holy Spirit. Speak his personal presence that animates things, that brings them to life. I don't want us to leave out those doors and go grab coffee afterwards in the same state that we walked in this morning. I want as many people as possible, maybe everybody in this room, to walk out of here but something that was dead feel like God has moved and we are bringing things to life. Let's just start bringing those things before God. Let's just sing the verse in the chorus, just sort of medium. Let's just start bringing them before Him, placing them before God. Start speaking the word of the Lord. Put your, your hopes, your dreams, the situations, put them into the song. Start speaking the word of the Lord in song into them or you can be praying through the song. on me breath of God 
breathe on me. Breathe on me, God's spirit that animates things. Breathe on me. Pray for you, please. Might want to hand off the baby. Sorry. Wait. We won't wake him up. Last time I preached, which was a couple months ago, I had a word for you. Uh, you weren't here, and you, you came up to me afterwards, and as somebody had said that I had something for you, and just wasn't quite the time. But I uh, felt like for you that there have been words that have been spoken over you. I don't know by who, as a young person, as a teenager, words that have got in your heart, got in your mind, that affect you still to today. Maybe they're just seeds of doubt, seeds of things that can't be accomplished or things that have become identity. But my prayer is that this morning Spirit is coming and breathing into you. Breathing new life. A new freedom. To step into the future not limping through, affected by the things spoken in the past, but standing on your feet, strong, renewed in body and renewed in spirit. Holy Spirit, come breathe this morning, we pray. going to sing more of this song and I'd like to extend an invitation for you to, as we sing this song, if you feel like the word has spoken to you in some significant way or there's something that you want to speak the word of the Lord into and have breath enter, to be restored, to be made anew, invite you to come forward onto the altar area and let's worship together and declare the words in this song which are the word of God, and speak as we say, awake my soul, speak to me, breathe on me, 
your invisible presence that animates things, breathe on me. Simple but amazing words. So as we continue singing, I invite you to come forward and I'd love to pray for you as well. So let's open up, be bold, be brave. Let's see the breath of life come this morning. Thanks, man.
Thank you, Jesus. Couple of people that came forward. It's kind of a picture of the reconstruction has been happening. For one person in particular, that what God is building and reconstructing is bigger and stronger and more influential than what was previous. Maybe that's a word for somebody else here this morning as well. God doesn't just restore. He sets a, can set a new path with new life with his spirit for greater influence, for greater impact. Somebody else, it was a word of that army. They stood up on their feet, a vast army. It was just one person, but that can rep- represented sort of the warrior spirit, ready to attack and defend against the work of the enemy for their family, also for the kingdom. Maybe that's also might encourage somebody else this morning. Let me pray for everybody this morning as we finish. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the bones that were represented at the start of the service. Thank you you of transforming hopelessness to hope. Where there was death, you have brought life. Your spirit, your personal presence to animate us, to bring us to life. We pray. We carry your presence with us today through the rest of the week. Encourage us to stand on your word, to speak your word and to situations that might try and take us back to that place of the valley and we speak we say come breath come breathe Amen